there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast, hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing, man? Doing really good, Shay. Happy to be here, as always. We got a fun one. Today, we are diving deep into the brand new mode coming to Apex Legends, Control. We didn't really talk about it that much on Wednesday because we were saving all our thoughts for this episode because we have been itching to talk about a new game mode for a while now, and we finally got it. Before we do that, though, if you want a question answered on the show, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Would appreciate it a ton. If you're interested in supporting the show, getting access to a ton of exclusive benefits, please consider joining our Patreon. We just ran our first Invitational Apex Legends tournament. Really excited about that. Hope to do one again in the future. It will likely be closed to patrons again since we filled up that lobby. No problem at all. There's Mm -hmm. definitely the demand. So thanks for making it such a success. We love all the support and onwards and upwards from here. Onwards and upwards. Let's do it though. Let's dive into the episode. And little caveat we got to throw on here is a lot of people probably know by now we record our episodes back to back so we can give patrons early access. So by now everyone has seen the season 12 launch trailer and knows probably a lot more than we do about Maggie, maybe even control what the season could look like. So if you start screaming at us through your, you know, while you're listening, like, wow, you guys are idiots, you don't know anything, you haven't consumed (laughs) Apex content, just know that that is the reason. And on Wednesday, we'll talk all about all the cool stuff that's come out. This is always a weird time when the trailers and teasers are always dropping right now to talk about things. But we're going to give you all we know about Control and hopefully make some guesses that are 100% guaranteed to be correct, right? That's right, Jack. (laughs) But let's start it off, though. So little background for the first three weeks of defiance uh we are getting control it is select your loadout drop in 9v9 experience where teams battle to hold control points with infinite respawns the big question i know you have which i think we should talk about is will there be knockdowns in this mode do you still get knocked in a respawn game mode it's a tough question yeah I think it's a big question. I don't know Mm -hmm. if a lot of people will be thinking about this or wanting it or being against it, but this is a really big part of a BR and Apex Mm -hmm. Legends, and it's tied to a lot of, you know, critical abilities here and the pacing of gunplay. You know, if you can't revive in this game, that changes a lot of the style of play. You know, if you get a knock behind cover, then you have to push or they will be revived and they'll heal up um and then of course there's the lifeline situation where Mm -hmm. you know you take out her passive if there isn't any knockdowns but on the flip side if you're a respawn mode i think the biggest objective is pace of play get it fast get it all objective based you're not doing a lot of healing you're doing Mm -hmm. a lot of shooting and moving and so i would wager that there wouldn't be any knockdowns but that you you have to explain the fact that that's a huge step that's way bigger than going like 9v9 from 3v3 that's really changing the entire pace of time to kill gunfights objectives it's a huge shift no armor swaps like yeah and i don't think there's going to be 
Like either way, even if you go with knockdowns and stuff, I don't think there's going to be death boxes and swapping or anything, uh, a la Winter Express. Um, I would not be surprised if we see a meet in the middle kind of option, as we've seen them be willing to alter the timing of things that we're used to, like healing in Winter Express for these other modes. So maybe there are knockdowns and there is still time to res for the lifeline, for the Gibby, for maybe it, it's just your wide open snipe from far away or something. There will still be time to res, but I would think maybe your knockdown, like the timer on you will expire much, much quicker than it would yeah. have in a BR essentially. Another option that's kind of pulled from the Call of Duty franchise is you can have a knockdown, but then there's the option to respawn. And not wait to be revived. Bleed they out. call it the, yeah. the, the coward's way out. Yeah. But yeah. that is a way that you can try to maintain objective-based play. Like if mm-hmm. you want to you know, sit on an objective while knocked with your shield. Um, or continue with the pace of play and respawn. So I, like I think that. that's probably a way to meet in the middle. But if I'm going to place a bet, I'm probably going to lean on no knockdowns at all. And... That's a big shift, and I think we'll probably be successful. That'd be a crazy shift. I would be excited. I'm gonna be, I'd be excited regardless of what we do. If I was a betting man, I think we will see some altered version of a knock right now, which I'm taking the coward's way out in terms of answering it that way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Walk us through the loadouts. What we know so far is that they are going to be similar to Winter Express. The most recent version of Winter Express we got in Season 11. That's just based off what the devs have kind of told us on Twitter. But for anyone that didn't play a ton of Winter Express or just needs the reminder, walk us through a little bit of what that kind of looks like. Yeah, so what we were presented with this season in Winter Express was an option to choose between five classes of loadouts, and they rotated. Uh, on an hourly basis, what they were. And there's a little bit of disappointment based off of the finite amount of loadouts that there were. Mm -hmm. I was kind of expecting there to be more. And my hope for uh, control is that there will be more loadouts in that rotation. Yeah. Or it'll be expanded and you'll have more than just five options. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But anyway, (laughs) what those five options were and likely will be for control is number one a specialist class and that one was really the weird class it's yeah. mostly fun Wild but you're looking factor. at wingman you're looking at gold p2020 and gold mozambique you're looking at shotguns just a fun class for the most part mm-hmm. um but it definitely wasn't just limited to those then you had a close quarters class and that was almost always an SMG and then a solid secondary. So a secondary pistol that had better than just common attachments. Like it was, Mm -hmm. you're going to be swapping and that's the intention. Then there was an assault class and that was an assault rifle and then also a powerful secondary. In some cases, it was a shotgun that just had kind of basic attachments. Then there was a heavy class, which was almost always an LMG which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the last class was long range and was a marksman or a sniper. It'll be exciting to monitor what kind of actually goes down because we'll get to break it down. We'll get to give you guys our mm-hmm. thoughts on what we think are the best, or maybe we will have, like you were kind of talking about, even more options than we were used to yeah. in Winter Express, which will make things even more interesting on a game-to-game, match-to-match basis right now. Yeah, we've seen in the 
entirely separate and different Apex Legends mobile version, the TDM mode, they have a lot of options for these mm-hmm. predetermined classes that you know are at least on the surface balanced with some logic behind them in terms of what weapons, what attachments uh, work well together and that are fair. Um, so we'll see. I- I'm pretty excited about this. I think looking back uh, at 2021, it's pretty interesting that really we only got arenas. Like that was the only mm-hmm. piece of new experimental content. Even going back to Winter Express was just trying to develop something for 2022. Yeah. Um, and so we really liked the loadout system in Winter Express. And so I'm excited for it to be expanded on. I just really hope that it is expanded on in control. Yeah. I, I What I love about this, and this is as a player, not as a content creator, because as a content creator, a creative class system is the best because then you get to make the best mm-hmm. class and we would get to tell you, hey, this is the best class. That's a great episode. We It's a great TikTok for someone to make. But what this does is keep things fresh. When you have the five options like this or just predetermined options in general, then people can't just choose the best there can't be a one thing is the best no matter what and everyone's going to run that all the time and that's what's going to keep i think a mode like this very healthy in the long-term firm firm if that's the direction we go just because you won't have that like abusive feeling of you know we talk a lot about the rampage right now everyone hates it that's not really going to happen in this mode because there's just going to be hours at a time where people won't be able to play with that weapon which is pretty dang cool yeah, I think that this is the perfect direction uh, for control because when we compare it to arenas, we look at the buy system in that mode as an unfortunate failure. I really like it. I mm-hmm. think you really like it as well, Shay. I do. But its complexities and its evolution from round to round and the multiple different components going into the economy of that mode make it extremely overwhelming to the player base. Simplifying it to predetermined classes that level the playing field and give you still a choice, but not 20 different choices in between each round, that's a big burden off the shoulder of the player and I think can allow them to focus more on having fun and trusting that their loadout is good when in arenas, even as an experienced player, there are differences depending on your legend and the map mm-hmm, and what weapon mm-hmm. you use and what happens on the previous round that you have to change and adapt to and essentially gamble on a yeah. really complicated create a class system in a buy mode. It is a very simplified version and it's great for all the reasons you mentioned. It'll be really interesting to see. And we're, let's this kind of heads into the next topic of why is it being pitched as a three week LTM rather than kind of the permanent mode we were expecting because. Does a mode like that, where you are not choosing, not customizing, does it get stale? Or does the respawn element, the quick combat, does that keep it fresh? That's, I think, going to be an interesting thing to monitor. In terms of why this game mode is pitched to a three-week LTM, I think we were talking about a little bit off the air, but I pulled the concept of a double-up TFT as an example recently with Riot, and they kind of... They introduced a a new mode, Double Up, that was a temporary mode in beta. And the reasoning for this was that, hey, we're going to introduce this. This isn't permanent. 
that gives us time to check the popularity, see if people like it, see how people are using it. And in their case, the game was so popular, they were like, it's going to be a disservice for us to take the game mode away from you guys. Here's a great gift. We're giving it to you permanently. And so this is putting Apex in a position like that to say, hey, we can test out the popularity over the course of the three weeks. If we get an incredibly stable player base for this, we can keep it permanently. If we don't, then we have maybe a reason to either rotate it in or vault it if need be, rather than say it's a permanent mode and then have a permanent mode that doesn't have a ton of players. And then we get another arenas-esque situation where we just create another playlist that is taking up a lot of time and not being popular per se. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the last point you made about player-based concerns and its popularity is probably the, the biggest thing to focus in on because Season 11 was the least popular season of Apex of 2021. Mm -hmm. Was that because of content? Maybe. Was that because of the competition in the first-person shooter space? Absolutely. So sure. I think there are concerns about getting players to fill lobbies going into the new season. Is it going to be easier? Yes. Is this mode going to help? Yes. I'm very confident that control will be made as permanent mode. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'll go on the other side and say, if you introduce a new mode as an LTM, I'm nervous. I'm straight up nervous because Fair. you didn't do that for arenas. And arenas came onto the scene extremely well polished. Blew mm -hmm. our minds at how well it was constructed. Getting control as an LTM essentially is telling me it's not ready yet. Or we're not really confident in its general mechanics. It needs mm -hmm. some work. I will definitely... Like accept the idea that, oh, we're not 100% sure if it's going to work, it's going to be popular. But the fact that it's been now three seasons since we've gotten a new playlist and a new mode mm -hmm. means to me, I think people are going to love this, especially in this first season. So regardless of what happens in these three weeks, the data is going to show that it's a success. Yeah. By not saying this is coming in permanent, scares me that it might yeah. not be ready. Yeah, and that's a fair concern to make. I think... There's total. There's a bunch of perspectives we can take on this. I think that's a very justifiably strong one. I think the other thing we could talk about is in terms of bugs with introducing a new mode and the development process. There's a strong opportunity for the team to introduce a LTM. Say, hey, this mm -hmm. went well. We're going to take it off the playlist, fix some bugs, and then give it to you guys permanently. Maybe a, two or three weeks later at the split or something. Because as we know, it's easier to update and change a game mode while the game is not live. That's something yeah. we've learned from developers over time. And so that could be part of maybe why it's a three-week introduction. We bring it in for three weeks. It's super popular, but there's bugs, things that just you have to fix that you will never find out until the game is introduced to the general public. Take it off the playlist, fix those, bring it permanently. Maybe that's what you do. Double up, going all the way back to that example, actually kind of played on this terminology and said, hey, we introduced this mode. Oh my gosh, it was so popular. It would be a disservice. Like our original plan was to take it off, fix it and bring it back. It would be such a disservice. So we're going to keep it on the mode permanently. But just so you know, bug fixes are going to be slower 
because of that. And so then you get a built-in excuse, essentially, and Mm -hmm. more open communication for why things are developing at a slower pace for better or for worse, you know, like there's good and bad to that as well. So there's a lot of reasons why it's being introduced as a three-week LTM. I think you and I both do believe it will be a permanent mode in the end, whether it's by the end of the three weeks or by the end of the season. I think that will be kind of yet to be seen. and Or maybe we're just going to be disappointed in three weeks and then it'll be gone. <laughs> it's possible. I think that we're on the same page. I mean, going into the next point is kind of conflicting with my hesitations. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's LTM. Maybe it's not polished. We also have had leaks and rumors about this mode for a long, long time, going yeah. all the back to season eight. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great segue into going through it. what we know. So Shrug leaked some stuff a long time ago, like Henry said, back in season eight, talking about some sort of capture mode, which we now know as control in theory. So here's what was leaked back then, and we can kind of compare it now to what we currently know and what we can expect. And I think you're totally right in that the fact that it was leaked so long ago, LTMs don't take four seasons to make. Permanent modes take four seasons to make. Um, So here's some of the leaks that we got back then. It was being compared to Domination from Call of Duty. So you had three flags, A, B, and C. You capture and hold them to rack up points. It was a respawn mode. Obviously, those are all things we're now getting echoed in control. Uh, One example map looked to be Carrier, Fight Night, and Dock. So three POIs on a map put together to be one 9v9 kind of map, essentially, with teams spawning along the edge of combat areas and then working in. And there would also be parking pads where you could summon a trident for mobility around this kind of slightly larger map. And these parking pads are actually already in the game, which is why we know there is some semblance of seriousness to this as a more permanent thing. Um, Similar in terms of a squad mode to Battlefield was also leaked in that At the time, it was leaked a team of 12, and now we know it's nine. But then you would have smaller squads within that that are broken up to ease the legend selection and ping system. So you would have, you'd be picking with two other people like you always do in Apex Legends, and then you'd have three teams of three put together for nine. Does that mean you can double on legends? Potentially, which would be quite interesting. But that would be a way to potentially clutter the ping. And then there was also a leak for 100-player lobbies. So there is some other stuff in the files for that as well. Um, Let's talk about team size after we hear a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. So we have those leaks, and we have team size now as kind of like the big question. It was pitched as 12. Now it's being released as 9. Squad mode is what I think we can refer to it through the popularity of the or through the rest of this episode squad mode where you are in a smaller team within your large team was the original pitch do you think that's the way we'll go with 9v9 or do you think we'll have your legend selection screen is nine people and you're going to have a wide variety of legends on the team it's such a good question i mean that's why i asked it to you rather than answering it (laughs) i i love the idea of it i mean i think that Having the smaller teams keeps it very much grounded in Apex Legends, Mm -hmm. teams of three. That also, like we already said, declutters the ping system, allows you to uh, not necessarily have an entire team of nine all play the same legend. So there's a lot of advantages to doing a kind of a squad-based system. 
um, just because it'll be more familiar. You'll be able to play with the same friends you already play with, keep your comms together, pings together, legend selection. It makes a lot of sense. But as much as that makes sense, this is also such a hyped mode and mm-hmm. such a huge change for Apex that I could see a possible situation where we've just opened up the floodgates and you're in a legend select screen of nine players. Yeah. And what would that, that look would like be, though? That would be my preference. Like being right. up front. Like that would be my preference is nine V nine. And in part, I want them to open the door to us queuing with nine people. So you and I can get seven listeners, seven patrons mm-hmm. and queue a team of nine. I think if we keep a squad mode though, you're still going to be maxed at three people, you know, yeah. as it, like always is. But yeah. if you open it up to 9v9, I've had many instances where I'm playing with friends and you and I have had the same problem where it's like, hey, we either can't play Apex because we got four or five people or someone needs to like sit out or something. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad. And a lot of other BRs have workarounds for that. Apex does not. And this is an opportunity to do that and get big friend groups to play together. Is a nine stack toxic? Probably. And that's a problem in of itself entirely there. So I think there's a fine line to walk, but it would be my preference. And I think it would be really cool for building the future in terms of the queue up system and building out the UI for it. That's obviously a lot more work as well, but would be tough to see. <laughs> yeah. It, like, is nine a lot? From a playing with your friends standpoint, yes. It mm-hmm. will be extremely rare to see a nine stack unless it's a pro team or a group of many groups of streamers. Nine yeah. is going to be rare. That probably means that it's good. Like that you could point. feasibly mm-hmm. do that. Um, the next question I think would be can you double up on legends then? Or yeah. are you picking one legend per team of nine? I think you should pick one legend per team of nine. So that's pretty cool then. Like, mm-hmm. I like that a lot, but you are tanking the chances of getting your main for if you sure. Do that. So for I think sure. the broader player base in the long run probably wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. I would be for it. You just said you'd be for it. Um, Here, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Do it. Do it. So if you're playing, yeah, you're not going to get your main as much. How important is getting your main in a respawn mode where mm-hmm. you know maybe there's limitations put on your abilities per se. There's going to be limitations put on your abilities in terms of how long you'll just be alive in general. Probably yeah. not going to be playing with ultimates. Okay, So what if your favorite main is a bludgeon that a lot of their power is based in their ultimate? Well, you probably don't care too much about playing them in this 9v9 mode anyways. So I think there's maybe something there, but I do think yeah. you have a I think you're right still in terms of like people would not get their mains as much and that's too bad. Well, but, bringing in the abilities into it is a really big can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, you're saying the pace of play is going to be really fast. So yeah. how does that affect your cooldowns? Does that mean that it's going to be the same as Winter Express? Mm-hmm. Probably. But then because abilities are a thing and are in the fabric of Apex, what does that mean for actual game duration? How long will a game of control take? I would bet you that it won't be that short. 
And no. I think that it is possible that in Call of Duty for Domination, you have two rounds. So mm. you go, you play the objectives, yeah, yeah. Yada, switch yada, sides. So you switch sides mm-hmm. and you have that break point. But what's nice is in Call of Duty, you keep your kill streaks. In yeah. Apex, yeah. you might keep your ultimate. So for some of those kind of chunkier, more expensive ultimates, saving that for round two kind of makes some sense. Yeah. So I would like to see something like that if we had a straight up one legend per team of nine. Mm-hmm. I think that makes some sense. Um, going back to this idea of the number nine, is that a lot? Is that not a lot? It is a lot when you think about your friends. It's not a lot when you're thinking about control and objective base. Yeah. If we were to take that nine and split it into three teams of three, one team takes each, each objective. Yeah. Pretty straight up. And, and these are big maps too, in theory. Big maps. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but that like really clears things up. If you're on team A, you're going to objective point A. <laughs> Pretty like clear. Like no mm-hmm. pings needed. That's kind of just going to be implied in my eyes. Is that good? Yeah. I think is the question. other question. Like, mm-hmm. would you like it to be that simple? Or is that restricting the mode and mm-hmm. really turning a 9v9 into three 3v3s? Which I, I, I think we want to avoid. I think we want to avoid that, and I think it will be avoided. Because I think we will get, and I hope, we'll get placement of objectives in similar fashion to the Call of Duty, Halo, anyone that does domination where you spawn on one side, C is free. You spawn on one side, A is free. Mm. 9v9, fight for B. And you know, on the way, maybe someone pulls the flank, then you cap AC, and then someone goes and cap C on the other team. Now's your chance to cap AB, like that kind of like the strategic domination that we're kind of used to. If they are more like, you know, dodgeball, let's say they're all in the middle, three lines, you know, the line, you go 3v3 for them. I think that would not be as good, essentially, like you were saying. So I hope the map structure is set up where it is a CBA kind of thing. I, yeah, in my head, I really think that the objectives will be more centralized. And the reason that I think that Mm -hmm. is, and maybe I'm going to be so wrong, but I don't think Apex is ready for a open world style respawn mode where Mm. there's spawn points across the entire map. And depending on where players are and what objectives are taken and what the score Mm -hmm. is, you're going to spawn in a different location. My bet is that for this, There's going to be two bases, and that's where you'll spawn each time, and it'll swap once at the halfway point. Okay, well, let's look at the example map then. Let's look at the example map, because the one we had leaked was Carrier, Fight Night, and Docks. So you think, like, because in my head then, we are getting one in each POI, one objective, Mm -hmm. which that keeps things pretty separated and not central which I think is a good thing because if we put them all central, kind of like you're saying, we do get those fights like you're talking about that'll be a lot more broken up per se in in 3v3v3 if they're all centralized. I think they're going to try and pitch the tridents as the workaround though. Okay. I think you're going to spawn in the same place every time and I think there's always going to be tridents to get you back into the fight in a quicker fashion potentially. So to me that... That's more in line with Battlefield, kind of this large map scale where mm-hmm. you have a base and you need to go into the objectives. Yeah. But there's the other option that's kind of a spinoff on that where you get to pick where you spawn 
whether it's your base or, or your an objective you control or mm-hmm. your squad. Yeah. So the opportunities are pretty big. That's why we put a whole episode on this. We're so excited about it. Like the opportunity for how you can create the mechanics of this game mode are vast. Yeah. And and I would personally prefer a much more Call of Duty style to mm-hmm. Battlefield, just in terms of pace or play. The leaks yeah. don't point to that, but obviously the leaks are not set in stone in any way, shape, or form. Like things are totally and they're old. They're yeah, old leaks. They're old as heck. So things could drastically have changed. I would much rather, like we've kind of been talking about, I would rather have it be in one POI and have it be the CABA mm-hmm. setup where we're used to. Do you know off the top of your head the size of a call of a domination Call of Duty game? It's pretty small. It's not nine v nine. There is big team versions of it, but the default Depending one's pretty small. On the COD, I, think, right? I think it's five or six. Yeah. Okay. So and they're so very that, small, and that's why the number nine is quite big. Just, and that's why nine plays into the larger map style as well, with mm-hmm. the more battlefield esque style. So I think that that's a good argument for that potentially. And now I'm just being wishful thinking. Hopefully, hopefully the people are yelling at me like, Shay, no, we already know the answer. Like, you're right. Like, it's all I good. Hope. <laughs> I hope. Oh, man. But that's We've what been... we know. Yeah. And that's what yeah. we are hoping for. And those are the ideas that we think. In terms of, like, expanding control into additional game modes. Or mm-hmm. if it becomes a playlist, like how Arenas has multiple maps in rotation... Will it be similar to that, or Mm -hmm. will we potentially see in the near future additional objective-based game modes? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Do you have any like preference early on? Like, would you rather see a well thought out and well built control, or multiple objective modes like capture the flag, like hardpoint, are kind of Mm -hmm. the two we've talked about uh, on repeat on the show? I think that capture the flag is probably not a great fit for Apex just because it will skew the legend meta so much to mobility that like arenas already isolates a small handful of legends like that aren't as effective i think capture the flag is too far in that direction hard point on the other end i think if you were to focus a 9v9 (laughs) around a single objective yeah apex the grenades are too powerful the abilities are too powerful I think it just is not a good recipe. But in a broader like idea, I am so excited for an objective-based Apex mode. Mm-hmm. Like I just am so excited for putting bubbles on points, putting amped mm-hmm. wall, allowing defensive legends to really shine for yeah. the first time, I think is really, really exciting. What, what would happen if they did no abilities? If they just cut abilities entirely, they brought in modes like capture the flag and said pure apex movement, no abilities assist. Like, would you be disappointed by that drastically? I am a fundamentalist. Like, I I don't (laughs) like change. I really think that apex should stick to its guns. I like the legends. I like the abilities. I agree. But if I'm trying to think for the future and think of the health of apex. I think you absolutely do that. I really mm-hmm. do. As crazy as it is, I think if you want Apex to be around for the next eight to ten years, yeah, you have to expand it a lot. And I mm-hmm. think isolating some things in order, and like we've said, I think months ago, it's time for Apex to take a book out of other 
like proven games, proven games that are and that starts with respawns. Like Mm -hmm. that starts with respawns, and I think that you can do other things to introduce the incredible mobility, gunplay, Mm -hmm. abilities, characters into other styles of games. And I think part of the reason that it works is that they've been saying since the game came out, Apex is a gun game. Like the guns are the most important thing. Abilities don't kill. They say. This isn't Overwatch in terms of like the abilities dominate everything. And so I think there's opportunity for them to go that route, expand, do ability mode only if you need to. Because you do an ability mode only or you do a weapon mode only, you can still go play BR. You can still go play arenas if you just want to use legends and abilities. You're not cutting people off from what the game was built on foundationally, but you're adding in a very approachable way for a new person to play the game. Like, I mean, imagine imagine if we could recommend, hey, I'm brand new to Apex. How do I learn how to play the game? And we say, go play 6v6 hardpoint with no abilities. You'll get the guns and the movement down. Now you can go like master that stuff. You're fighting a ton. Now go jump into and learn the abilities and the rotations of the BR. Like that's mm-hmm. a approachable learning pattern, in my opinion, as well, that appeals to more than just the Apex Legends players, where sometimes you get locked into being a hero shooter and some people just don't like that. Yeah. And coming into a BR as a new player, especially a BR like Apex that has legends and four maps. Yeah. is it's a lot. epically overwhelming. I truly don't even know where to start. So Thank goodness we've been playing since in, day one. Yeah, <laughs> If I wasn't playing since day one, man, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. In something like Control, I know mm-hmm. so much is in the air in terms of what the spawns will look like, what abilities will look like in terms of cooldowns. Are there any legends that you think will rise to the top? I am with you. I think we could see a very, like, assuming abilities, assuming Winter Express, I think we could see a strong case for area control is kind of the class we always say. We don't say defensive, we say area control. And like you were saying, the Gibby bubble, the rampart, you know, walls, maybe not so much the Watson fences. Potentially could be, I think that one would be map-specific caustic gas like those could be overwhelmingly powerful and less of a movement meta per se and that would be really interesting fuse i imagine is going to be huge in control if the people are fighting over objective points anytime you know where someone's going to be there's a lot of legends that can take advantage of that yeah i think that i really hope defense yeah i really hope Mm -hmm. defense shines here i think the octane will 100% 100% shine just because of the ability to move an entire team of nine totally, from one objective totally. to another with the pad is priceless. Oh, it's going to be horrible when you get padded on by nine people. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a thing. But let me ask you this. But you respawn. If we go to three teams of three, okay, which I think has problems, but is probably the most likely based off of how the matchmaking systems work. If you scan as Bloodhound, or if mm-hmm. Valk uses her mm-hmm. ultimate and sees the entire map of three POIs, will all nine players receive the intel? I would hope so. I would hope so. And I don't Pretty know if cool. it's likely, but I, th- I would hope so because I think that there is, if you don't, you're not playing as a team. 
and yeah. you're no longer playing 9v9. You're playing 3v3, and there happens to be three people that aren't shooting at you and then three people that aren't shooting at you as well at the same time. Yeah. It just opens such a can of worms, though, because is it unfair for each team to run a bloodhound and then you always are scanning and you always have intel? Mm-hmm. And if you go three teams at three, then you can have three bloodhounds. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's so, crazy. That's crazy. It, either way, that's why 99 all that, legends, all yeah. legends. Let's get the meta shifted. Up. <laughs> either way that you do it, nine v nine with legends is gonna be crazy. Yes, it's gonna mm-hmm. be insane. And so I think what we talked about already, the spawns are gonna be critical. If yeah. the spawns are broke in this game, it'll be mode, miserable. It's going to be pretty unfun, to yeah, be honest. For sure. And so this is a very delicate balance of making the game slow and boring yeah. and a lot of walking around, not doing anything, and dying a ton and being overwhelmed with a massive amount of abilities. So yeah. dialing in the cooldowns or whatever you have to do for the abilities and then dialing in the spawns, critical. Absolutely critical for the success of control. And I hope it's successful. I truly do with all my heart. But that's everything we know. We're going to wrap the show by answering some questions. We said we're going to do it on Wednesday. We probably only have time to wrap up with the five-star review questions. Um, Any last thoughts on control before we dive into them, though? I'm excited to learn more. Yeah. I really am. Well, first question here is coming from Big Apex Gamer. Hey guys, I've been listening since day one, but I have a question. I don't know who to main because I have at least 20 wins with each legend. Who do you think I should main and do you have any pro tips for Wraith? Check out Mastering the Legends Wraith Edition, 100%. Um, I, we might be biased. Henry's probably going to say Gibby and I'll probably tell you Valk right now. Like <laughs> Those yep. are the mains currently. Um, That's it. I mean, if you're confident with every single legend... And you're telling us that you have them all unlocked and you have at least 20 wins with each of them? Mm-hmm. That's great. You don't need a main. We don't tell anybody that they need no. to have a main. If that works for you and you feel like you're able to win and use every legend to the fullest, you're a pro. Like That's what You've, we only aim to do. Yeah. The people that are consistent preds every season... They'll tell you your legend choice doesn't matter until you essentially hit like high diamond masters because the game is a like you can get there anywhere if you play at a high enough level with anyone. So I think the concept of a main is starting to get outdated in a way, but I don't think that'll ever permanently stick. Uh, so in the end, I guess we'll just say whoever you have the most fun with. Yeah. Cop out answer a little bit. Easy. But I like it. <laughs> Next question coming from Side Drum. Thank you guys. Love the MNK and controller episode. What do you guys think of linking character skins together with gun loadouts? Many items match color schemes within the game. It'd be nice to even have pre-saved gun, banner, hollows, etc. loadouts for each skin. Thanks guys, Mike. Man, that's a crazy level of customization, but I don't know how you would get it done, but it could be cool. Like if you had three slots per se, like mm-hmm. skin slot one, skin's got skin slot two, and then you just assigned weapon skins to each one so you can match. Cool quality of life kind of feature. It's cool for sure. Like the idea that you can build your aesthetics on the legend side pretty easily, mm-hmm. but then matching that with a weapon would be quite difficult. Are we going to see someone like this? Probably not. But I think the biggest reason 
that Mike would want something like this is there's so many weapons. So how could you match all of the weapons to your one loadout with Valk? You know, and being able yeah. to have that for each legend is so difficult that unless you had a lot of skins where they started over with a whole mm-hmm. new line of skins that were very universal, you'd be able to do that. But for now, I think the best way to achieve this style is get all your weapons on the same skin mm-hmm. and then dial in your legend and your banner and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Next question going from Alpha Assassin. I had a question. First of all, great show. I listen to this every day and there just can't be enough episodes. My favorite episode on the whole show is the one you did a while back where you ranked the legends based on lore. I was wondering if you could do more episodes like that. I love the lore in the game and I like rankings too. I know there isn't any exact way to rank the legends due to every player being unique, but I love hearing your guys' input and I will listen to anything you put out. P.S. My cousin got a 2K badge with Gibby last week, and it's only his third 2K game. He really is overpowered. Henry Henry was clapping for a second, I think, as he read ahead, and then he heard the second half of that. Yeah, (laughs) now he's hanging his head. (laughs) I know you mean well, Alpha Assassin. Overpowered (laughs) is just such a weighted term. He's good. He's good for sure. Um, We really like the lore-based episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that you've picked up on the fact that it is really impossible to rank the legends in a fair way. Um, what do you think, Shay, about doing more stuff like that? I would love to do more lore stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and being completely honest with you guys, the lore stuff for us doesn't always perform as best. We really don't let that be the determiner for what we talk about in general, but. When it comes down to like the final decision between two episodes, people tend to like the weapon breakdowns a lot more than the lore stuff. But if we keep getting, you know, Alpha asking for the lore stuff, people in the Discord ask for some lore stuff. We're trying to get more legend concepts in, but you guys have been asking so many great questions lately we haven't been able to. I think we could we'll put we'll try and put some time aside to do some more lore stuff. Heck, next episode's gonna be heavy on the lore. So mm-hmm. perfect timing. <laughs> Last question from the day, coming from Mr. Mo. Is it just me, or does anyone else feel that they play better when solo queuing instead of playing with friends? Any thoughts on that? P.S. Love the pod, and I think y'all sleeping on the 30-30 a little. Just as good as Floor Loot Scout, TBH. Ha, ha. <laughs> Let me talk before you go into the, your rant. Um, so I, I kind of get what you're saying, Mo. Like... I play more serious when I solo queue. Like I sometimes when I'm playing with friends, it turns into more joking around. Like I was just telling Henry, like I was playing a mini game where we were like taking away, making punishments for people. If you had the lowest damage in a game, like lower in FOV and stuff. So things get crazy and I wasn't playing as good because of that. And sometimes stuff like that happens, but in general, having teammates is if you're trying to win in both situations, having teammates is always going to be kind of the better option. Unless you're playing with friends that aren't very very good at the game which is always a possibility okay take the stage talk to the 30 30 all right 30 30 is not bad all right it's not as good as floor loot scout no 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 no. (laughs) um but it is good it's got good hip fire i i like uh the hop-ups for it i wish they were combined um 
the 3030 is viable as a weapon. Mm-hmm. When I think about the first part of this question, um, yeah, you're going to look a lot better when playing by yourself. I would guarantee you that your damage is probably going to be higher. Like mm-hmm. if you're a confident player, when you're playing by yourself, your damage is going to be higher. And the reason that there's a difference is when you're playing with friends, you're playing more together, you're mm-hmm. shooting at the same people, you're coordinated, so your kill is going to be lower, your damage is going to be lower. But hopefully... The dubs will be higher. The dubs will be higher. <laughs> if you got good team chemistry and you're playing smart, like playing with a team is the way to get more wins. And mm-hmm. wins are really how you increase the KD overall. So I definitely know what you're talking about in terms of feeling better as a solo, in terms of maybe your individual damage or even kills. But wins and KD, you really start to grow that when you're playing with friends. Yeah. Yeah, well said. That's going to wrap it up, though, for us. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke, who support us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.